1: Sometimes food is more than just food. It's part of our community. So this year, Discover is giving $5 million to support Black-owned restaurants to places like Back in the Day Bakery, Post Office Pies, and hundreds hundreds more. Learn how you can show your support at discover.com.
0: If you
2: are that special lover, and love keeps you tied to another, that's the way it goes on love's train. (laughs) Boom. Boom. Sometimes heartstrings can be broken, but you just have to keep on going. That's the way it goes on love's train. (laughs) Just give you a little confunction.
1: Go ahead.
2: Praise the Lord, niggas.
1: Praise the Lord guys, welcome back to Getting Grown, uh, where we discuss the ghettos of adulting, the worst hood we've ever endeavored to live in, yeah, adulthood. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about all the trash and the scams of being a real live adult in the year of our Lord, 2020, 2020. Just all, yes indeed man, all things considered, we're just happy to be back
2: yes how are you sis how are you feeling
1: i'm hanging in i'm hanging on in i'm just looking forward to hope again lighter days Mm -hmm. easier days Mm -hmm. days that are a little bit less long um it seems like it's every there's so much going on in the world and i'm hoping that at some point we can get a reprieve all these things (laughs) that are happening
2: it feels like we hit a a particular kind of like collective funk i've noticed i feel like everybody kind of like got into this just just this heaviness out of you know not out of nowhere obviously but i feel like it all kind of came on at the same time
1: i think it's just hard to be alive and i mean i I say that you know completely aware uh that there are there are lots of people who have circumstances that are much more dire or you know worse so i mean i say that not to complain, cause I recognize that things could absolutely be a lot worse. But the reality is, you know, nothing that's going on in the world right now is are things that we that we ever could have imagined or thought would be going on in the world right now. So, yeah. I think it's fair to acknowledge, you know, that and to just be aware of it. It doesn't make you any less grateful. It doesn't make you any less appreciative of, of your blessings. It's just Absolutely. the reality, right? It's like, you know, you have to accept that things are challenging and hard and difficult. And, you, you know, for me, I'm just praying for a strategy and wisdom to Ooh. learn how to figure out how to do all of this. Because, you know, it feels a little heavy. I know. I know, sis. It does. It's It's been heavy. It's been
2: a lethargic, a lethargic feeling kind of time. Um, but I'm glad you're hanging in there and, you know. How are you doing? Do. I'm all, you know, same. I'm. Here and 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 trying to just navigate through this, and I feel like we're gonna hit a really heavy second wave. <laughs> so mm. from everything that I'm seeing, so I am just trying to stay ready, so I don't have to get ready and keep focusing on building um, work wise and and trying to keep some sort of mental peace. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to take it one day at a time, like everybody else. Nothing special to report but um we have some trash to kind of take our minds nothing is i'm not i put nothing political in there because i just Mm. can't Mm -hmm. right now the only thing i will Mm -hmm. acknowledge politically today i know i called that lady kamala i'm not gonna call (laughs) her that no more i called her kamala because my black mind understands words and names like that to look like kamala But I do also understand respecting the names that people are given, especially when they're from different cultures. So I'm going to call that lady Kamala. And I'm not going to say nothing about we all know that she's running for the vice president. She's going to be the vice president. And that's all we're going to say about that because (laughs) we're not doing none of that over here. Correct. So let's get to the trash. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Basura time. Basura tiempo. Tiempo de basura. So, um, I don't know if this is real or not, but I just, whatever. So, (laughs) allegedly Kylie Jenner (laughs) oh lord, posted a picture and tagged the thing brown skin, captioned it brown skin girl. They're now saying on the internet that it was Photoshop, people trying to sabotage the girl. And she's like, I never said that. I called myself brown eyed girl
1: so i understand that i saw this as well very briefly and i don't follow her so i wouldn't know but same there are people who um are saying um via comments on the shade room and other uh sites that Mm -hmm. there was a time when kylie was on the internet arguing with the likes of tyga or some other person Mm -hmm. that i don't know either about her eyes not being brown, right? So I mm-hmm. think she fought him tooth and nail about her eyes being green or some other irrelevant color. That, but, um, <laughs> so, you know, people are saying that, you know, to, saying that to support this claim that Kylie did say it, but when folks started paying attention, she changed it. That mm-hmm. Kylie did her original caption was brown skin girl. Mm -hmm. And when folks started to put the emoji eyes in the caption, she changed it. (laughs) Um, So I don't, again, like you said, I don't know what's true or what's not true, but it does Mm -hmm. make for some interesting fodder. Um, (sighs) Because, you know, them girls think they black always have. They do. So we know black fishing is a thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not
2: even just them. I'm gonna call Well, I'll call them, uh, Part of the pioneers of this <laughs> but i guess because i don't recall this being let me explain something to you when we was growing up white girls didn't want to have nothing to do with black i just i that's you, you know there might have been one or two that were in your school or your neighborhood that I said before the <laughs> for the whole in hollywood and all these things white girls didn't care about having no ass they didn't care about having no hips they didn't care about black fishing you know Bo Derek had cornrows but that like that wasn't really like a normal thing I would I saw white girls with braids and beads in their hair and I called it vacation white girl hair that's what I would mm-hmm. see them on cruises or on islands and the hair would be falling all out of the beads and we would make fun of it because it clearly was not intended to be that style <laughs> but anyway <laughs> y'all been black fishing for the past for, for the past however long and these people blackfish and so I wouldn't be surprised if she put that shit on there and if she did I hope she learned her lesson but I know she didn't because then people don't ever learn their lesson mm-hmm. Um, have you gotten wind of the
1: Selah, uh Cela Marley is it Sayla Marley I had heard very uh, I think I saw it like as I was scrolling you mm-hmm. talking about Lauren Hill's daughter Lauren Hill's daughter yeah okay yeah so she
2: had a two hour live. Apparently she posts lives often where she shares her thoughts. I, did, I wasn't aware, but I got wind of this one where she shared um, a lot of the struggles and difficulties that she dealt with growing up with both parents, specifically the mm-hmm. absence of her father, which is Rohan Marley. Um, and he put out a very like interesting statement in response to the live. Um, that I
1: didn't hear. I didn't hear his response. I heard Lauren's or I saw I saw a post about Lauren's response, but I didn't mm -hmm. see anything that he said.
2: It was very uh like, you know, I I didn't have like the best example, but I was, you know, I was there in the best way that I could be. And if it wasn't in the best way that helped her out, like I apologized for that. But it was just like why put out a statement when you could get some therapy and go sit down with your daughter so that she doesn't have to go to the internet.
1: You all can well, have we some. He, well, he might, he might okay. have, well, hopefully he, he might, or he will do it now. I hope well, so. At least like, hopefully that the statement comes with something like that. Some I hope sort of- it comes with some healing. I just know the
2: patterns that I've seen with different, you know, friends and family members and things throughout the years where sometimes the reconciliation and like, you know, coming together, the reunions and whatnot are lovely. And then sometimes they just come with empty words. And I really hope because she seemed really torn up about how her childhood played out and how it has affected her and impacted her in her current relationship. And, you know, how she is now as a person and as a human being and how it's impacted and affected that. So we just hope like, you know, the goal here is that for, is for us to break these generational curses and traumas. You know, Key and I, Key and I talk about that all the time. And so I just wanted to bring that into the trash because I'm hoping that some progress is being made as far as some communication and some healing and some therapy and whatnot. And if you haven't gotten uh, seen the live, if you can sit through the two hours, um, it is a it's a it's a very interesting two hours. So go take a look at it. So you remember we reported a while back about the nine. Judge the nine black women who were appointed as judges in Harris County, Houston, Texas. Yes. One of those women um was arrested and charged for allegedly allegedly firing shots at her husband's mistress.
1: Oh my gracious.
2: I know. Now, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I don't know this lady's situation, right? But all I'm gonna say is If you catch your nigga cheating, whoop his ass before you whoop her ass. Like, get him first. (laughs) You need to get him.
1: Well, that too, but like, (laughs) I would just need the judge to not actually do the shooting.
2: Well, also that, but I don't know. Maybe the ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Now, if this was like a homegirl or somebody who be up in y'all's crib and... You 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 busted them like together, you shoot them both. Oh
3: my lord.
2: I'm just kidding, guys. Don't come over here with none of that. I'm just absolutely joking. But in all seriousness, I don't like that. Like I hate when they go after when the woman goes after the woman. First of all, I'm I'm never let me tell you what I'm never doing in my life. Fighting over no nigga. Coming to no fisticuffs over no (laughs) nigga. I tell you that right now have you ever come to fisticuffs over a nigga sis
1: i certainly have not
2: okay and we will not we're in our big age and so for the youth that are listening <laughs> as well as the other big ages don't fight over no niggas it's not a good look don't fight over no man ugh you <gasps> lastly uh in the trash so two men have been indicted um on murder charges in uh, the Jam Master J murder case um, that we know. So we know Jam Master J was killed 18 years ago.
1: Like 2002 or something like that.
2: Yeah. um, Of Rum DMC. He was shot outside of his studio in Queens and they never found the killers. Um, Well, they found them. One of them was already in prison on armed robbery charges, I believe. And the other one they got. So that's 18 years. But I know his family, obviously, they won't get him back. But I'm sure there is a level of peace with knowing that at least the people who committed these atrocities have have been captured. So, you know, that's a bit of just a little bit of New York trash there for you all. Um, I was really surprised when I read it because it was it was a mystery. Now, if they could just figure out, you know, the other ones, then we'd be we'd be much happier. You all need to arrest all in people. I'm have you seen the one about the little white boy? The justice for mm-hmm. um is justice for somebody. They've been doing justice for a young white boy who was killed um and condolences to his family, but it's just really uh the the killers were they like they were caught and found within 24 hours. And I'm really irritated mm-hmm. with um especially white people who try to co-opt these things or they think that black lives matter. They think that, you know, looking for, 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 you know, justice for George Floyd or justice for Breonna Taylor or justice for a Look how long it took them for them to even arrest those men, knowing who they were for a mod. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I just, that was another, just a little piece. I didn't have like an official link up there, but I've been really irritated with seeing that not because a young white life does not matter, that you know senseless violence is senseless violence but stop trying to co-op things that don't have nothing to do with what's going on over there like this is not the same they captured this young boys killers in 24 hours they still will not arrest these these people who killed Breonna Taylor they still won't get them so stop anyway that's the trash Let's move on to the shout-out. My sister's popping right now, like. So our shout-out this week is in honor of our Kitchen Table Talk guest who's coming up. Nayana of Intel Tequila. You're going to meet her in just a few minutes. um, But we will have all the information posted in the description box. We just wanted to officially make Nayana our shout-out this week as the first black woman-owned tequila in the United States. I think that's pretty damn fascinating what do you think sis pretty
1: impressive pretty impressive
2: pretty damn impressive so make sure you all look out for that information in the description box and stay tuned for the kitchen table talk because we're gonna have a really nice conversation with nayana so stay tuned for that breaking news the biggest scam rocking the nation is toilet paper if you got poo on your arm would you wipe it off with dry paper or would you wash it with water and soap so why do you do that to your butthole For years, bidets have been available but hideously expensive, costing thousands of dollars. The Hello Tushy Modern Bidet Attachment is here to democratize the blessings bestowed by bidets and offer clean buttholes to everybody. Hello Tushy cleans your butt with a precise stream of fresh water for just $79. It attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity or additional plumbing, and cuts toilet paper use by 80%. So the Hello Tushy bidet pays for itself in just a few months. Because with Hello Tushy, you don't wipe at all. Even the best two-ply just can't cut it when it comes to hands-free poop experience. Ditch paper products and uncomfortable chafing when you switch to the soothing, cleansing stream of water from a Hello Tushy bidet attachment. And every Hello Tushy bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean butt with every flush. Let me tell you how the Hello Tushy has saved my household, especially now. So, you know, people are running out. They're getting panicked about toilet paper. We're not worried about it. We're not worried about it at all. On top of that, we're not only saving money on toilet paper. We're saving money on those flushable wipes as well because, you know, we like to stay clean over here. The Hello Tushy has been the best thing that's happened to my family literally ever since ever. Go to HelloTushy.com slash grown to get 10% off. This is a special offer for our listeners. Go to HelloTushy.com slash grown
1: for 10% off. HelloTushy.com slash grown. Ben and Jerry's three new non-dairy frozen desserts are a new twist on vegan euphoria. So many non-dairy flavors, so little time. Ben & Jerry's has three new non-dairy frozen desserts made with sunflower butter. The Ben & Jerry's Flavor Gurus have taken a big leap this time. Their new non-dairy flavors are the perfect sweet treats for vegans, vegetarians, and everyone in between. So we've been riding with the Ben & Jerry's um, non-dairy sweet treats for the last couple of months, and they just keep getting better and better and better. Mm. I love the the texture. I love the taste. They are the perfect little summertime sweet treat in your hand. I love to sit out on my... On my deck with a, with a good little pint of that creme brulee And just get all my whole life um, I'm still waiting on them to send me that cookies and cream Because, you know, that's my jammy jam And I want to try it in the, in the non-dairy variety And I know that Ben and Jerry's are the folks to do it I'm, I'm a big fan and I fully endorse you going to check them out so make sure you do that by checking out the Ben & Jerry Sunflower Butter lineup and the whole non-dairy family at BenJerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y dot com.
2: Okay, welcome back to the Kitchen Table Talk. We have a very special guest in the house tonight, Nayana. <laughs> Hi. Of intil Tequila. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. But, um... Kia and I wanted to invite you to the kitchen table to kind of talk about, so let's give, let's give a, a quick
3: background.
2: Okay. Nayana is a black woman who owns a tequila brand by the name. Yes. Of and
3: yeah. And we haven't found any other ones. So we are very confident that I'm the only black woman that owns a tequila brand. Ooh. That so, is amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, yes, love so blazing. Yes. blazing trail. <laughs>
2: yes. yes.
3: I don't know why. Maybe because most people think it's Mexican or something. I I don't
2: know but it could you know what we're not even gonna answer we don't even care about the wise you're you're doing the dudes (laughs) and that's all we care about so I want to start off with the icebreaker before we even get into the tequila to spirits before we get into any of that I wanted you to tell us a little bit about yourself and give us give us three things about Nayana that don't have nothing to do with spirits don't have not just tell us a little bit about Nayana
3: well, Nayana, Nayana, I'm um, so <laughs> sorry, y'all. did you, you correct? Me? It's it's Nayana, 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 um, Nayana. I am a mother of two. I have a 24 year old. I have a 12 year old, and I have a two and a half year old grandson by my 24 year old so yeah. you know I know but I'm not young grandmother I'm not babysitting I'm not that's doing right. that you know, know uh, right. you can't I'm drop right. them off I'm, I'm <laughs> building empires here I can't you know y'all can come visit but you gotta come and take them with you uh, <laughs> by day by day I'm a financial analyst for the automotive industry so um, and I've been in finance for many many years so um, that's something that I do during the day I am a pancreatic cancer survivor, nice. and I am also a breast cancer survivor. Wow. So, so you're I am a
1: superhero. Am... Nice to meet you. No, I don't say You, you know, <laughs> yeah.
3: I say the Lord has me here because there are some things that I still need to do. Absolutely. You know, I need to do something. I need to tell my story. I need to uplift people. I need to do something. So mm-hmm. for me to have pancreatic cancer at the age of 32, when I had it,
1: mm-hmm. it was
3: something that was different since most people are older when they have mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a former runner. So now I can't really run that more anymore because my knees, you know, after you get a certain age, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> the knees, they don't, they don't want you to run anymore. So I'm a walker mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of a runner. <laughs> Um, and I do read a lot. I am a reader. I have always been a reader. Like even at 11 years old, I was reading the New York times. Um, Oh my gosh. What are you I, reading I, right now? I don't know. I am reading about three different books <laughs> and I am reading more, more. One is called uh manifesting, um, mm-hmm. it's a manifesting mindful manifesting. Mm-hmm. So I am reading that. Um, I did read Michelle Obama's book Mm -hmm. and um I've just finished that because I finally got to it and Mm -hmm. then I'm reading a fluff book you know I usually kind of keep it into you know something really good like a biography or something Mm -hmm. like that a fluff book just to Mm -hmm. not think about anything and something that helps me you know with my mind my self-work and and things like that so I'm doing mindful manifesting on, balance. what you read what's your fluff book
2: coldest winter ever what you reading (laughs) (laughs) no no not even that one I read that I've read that a couple times
3: (laughs) No, you know some um it's a time travel one uh I can't even remember the name of it but uh you know something that has nothing to do with nothing but when I go to bed at night I read at least a chapter or two so my mind is clear Mm
2: -hmm. and
3: I truly believe that helps me sleep at night
2: I love that I love that yeah. Okay, so that's some that's some icebreakers about Nayana. Is yes. to make sure is it Antil to kill Antil. <laughs> it is Antil. Yes. Okay, I just wanted yes. to make sure I got all of that right. Yes.
3: All of it right. So, um starting off, how did you even come up with the name Antil? Antil is we actually had a former name, but we don't really kind of go into that anymore, but until mm-hmm. is the name of a species of hummingbirds, and our logo is a hummingbird on our Mm -hmm. bottle, so Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen it as of yet, but until there is an Antillian mango-crested hummingbird, and there's Mm -hmm. another Antillian hummingbird species, and the hummingbird is just special to us in many ways. Me and my husband, when we got engaged, we were in the Dominican Republic and we were uh, eating dinner and we just started seeing these hummingbirds. And, you know, then he started telling me personal stories of his own from way back when, when he actually caught a hummingbird. And they've always said that you can never catch one because they fly so fast. Mm -hmm. And then if you do, you may kill it. But he, the way he had had it, It did not die and he he said he opened his hand and he looked at it It looked like it was dead and then it kind of peeked at him and it flew away (laughs) you know but the story with the hummingbird is if you know in the latin culture if they fly over your head that means that they're taking your wishes and your dreams up to god you know Mm. so it is a play with that you know Mm. and it really goes to our tagline which is create your legacy so we want, you know, everyone to create their own legacies. You know, if you have that goal, you have something that you want to do, you know what, put it out there, put it in a universe, you know, just like hummingbirds, it's going to go up there and you can, you know, achieve it. Okay. I,
2: lo- I love that.
3: <laughs> I love the symbolism. Yeah. Um, yeah it's a big, it's a nice story. <laughs> no, it's it's a big story. It's a big story. It's on our website. We put it on our website as well, just because it is very close to us. You will have universe.
2: a very clean website, if I must say so myself. It's a, it's a pleasant website to go to. You know, you can't say that about everybody. So, <laughs> And I, I'm trying
3: to get it like um, more, you know, not more stuff in it, but just even more, you know, easier to um, work with. But yeah, I, we don't need big flashy stuff. No, it's, it's a very clean simple.
2: interface. That's what that's what that's what the people are looking it's for. It's very simple because <laughs> <I'm> very simple. <laughs> it's very clean. Okay, so you said you mentioned that you're in finance. Yes. How did you even get into the spirit the spirits industry?
3: Um, my husband and I were we've both been in corporate the corporate America for a very long time and mm-hmm. a couple of years ago we were looking for ideas for investments um businesses or something like that for our retirement I mean we're, we're getting older so we want to you know go ahead and plan for that and I am a planner and um you know we were thinking about franchises and things like that to purchase and then I asked him I said if you could do anything what would you do and he mm-hmm. said you know I would I would love to own a tequila company but you know you can't do that and I was like why not And he was like, I can't do that. And you know, as black women, we like, what you mean we can't do something? Mm -hmm. So he's like, well, if you find some, you know, maybe. He's like, but no, we can't do that. Two days later, I found a distillery to work with. That's the distillery we work with today and um i told him you know we could do it he's like ah he was real skeptical for months he was actually skeptical Mm -hmm. for a couple months i actually got some samples sent to us because with all tequilas you have a base that you can um, work from and he's like yeah those samples gonna be nasty or whatever and i was like no they're not so we got them and he's like oh these are actually pretty good (laughs) he was like okay well maybe and i was like yeah he's like well you know what about the money and everything You don't say that to a financial analyst, somebody who works with money every day, you know, (laughs) I forecast, I budget, what are you talking about? So I came up with, (laughs) I came up with a forecast and a budget and I was like, this is what we need, you know? And so, um, we self-funded, um, for really grew for our first year and a half, we Mm self-funded. But, um, with my first forecast, my first budget, I came within a hundred dollars of everything that we needed to get our, uh, first batch, our first shipment and everything so finance i was like yes i was like yes <laughs> you know i was like see background. i was like see i told you <laughs> <laughs> I, and when did
2: you all when did until tequila when, when, when were you born
3: we were born in 2017 however mm-hmm. it took 11 months with everything that you have to do um to actually get a bottle in hand um, because okay. there are many intricacies that people do not know about, especially getting a spirit brand, especially tequila, because tequila has to come from Mexico. Mm-hmm. So to be called tequila it has to be come from Mexico because it's highly regulated. So we do have to work with the uh, Mexican distillery and therefore have to work with the Mexican government. We
1: mm-hmm. also have
3: to work with the U.S. government. So mm-hmm. working with two governments and getting them both to approve everything that we're doing is a process because some things took about four months, five months to get approved by the government. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you have to get a bottle, you have to get labels, your labels have to be approved. It's just, it's, it's a lot behind it. And I'm the person that handles that. I am the COO, I'm logistics, I'm operations. I'm all of that.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm
3: CFO. (laughs) CFO of the company. (laughs) So
2: I handle all the important stuff. So you guys were born in 2017, but it took a little less than a year to kind of get everything up and running. And then how did you kind of market and promote yourselves from there? Are you in liquor stores? Are you in restaurants? How'd you do that?
3: Well, we launched on August 27th of 2018. So our anniversary, our two year anniversary is coming up. And my husband is the marketing, he's social media. Mm-hmm. So basically a, in the beginning, just doing social media, you know, getting the, our name out there, doing, you know, ads here and there. Uh, he was actually going out to stores and then I was going out to stores as well to, you know, as I say, you know, pedal slang, my tequila, like, <laughs> you know, um, going in and, you know, saying, hey, this is new brand, you know, you have samples, you know, blah, 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 give them the spiel. And, you know, I did just even talking about me being a Black woman in a white, you know, male-dominated industry. Mm -hmm. You know, my my husband and I were talking about it the other day. The response I would get was totally different from what Mm -hmm. he would get. Mm -hmm. Because I'm coming in as a Black woman talking about tequila, okay? Mm -hmm. First of all is, I don't know if it's because I'm a woman and or because I'm a Black woman. They're like, you you don't know what you're (laughs) talking about. Like, Mm -hmm. looking at me condescendingly, like... You know, but then when I get to speaking about spirits and not just tequila, because I know about other spirits as well, Mm -hmm. then your tone changes because they're like, oh, she might actually know what she's talking about. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to come in here and not know what I'm talking about, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to get, trying to, you know, present my tequila and I don't know any information. But yeah, I I got that a lot. And I know it's because I'm a Black woman. I know it.
2: Have you, has that been one of the main challenges you faced within this industry? What have been some um, of the challenges you faced being a Black woman? Because this is a very, very uh, white male-driven yes. industry. I've worked yes. in, in hospitality and spirits and beverages for years, so I understand. Yes,
3: yes you know, I have seen seen that. I've, um, you know, we've done tastings, you know, where people were at an uh, event, and, you know, people, we, you know, get people to come by and taste it. And it's so funny because, of course, they think I'm a— One of the girls that you hire, you know, Mm -hmm. and then they start trying to flirt with me, you know, some guys or something, not taking me seriously at all. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, I'm actually the owner. I'm not a brand ambassador. I'm the owner. And they're looking at me like, what? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're the owner. yes, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just having to repeat that and having to say, yes, I don't work for the company. I own the company. It's my, I made this.
2: That's right. (laughs) The
3: bottle, everything you see, Mm -hmm. I made it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, you know, and it is sometimes it seems like it's hard for people to comprehend that. Like, and even I do have some friends now, they, they say, you know, they have people try, you know, my tequila and some of my friends and black females are like, they're talking to other black people and they're like, so is she an investor or does she, you know, she just work for them? And they're like, no, she owns it. Like mm-hmm. she said, they cannot comprehend that I am the owner. <laughs> and I don't understand that. Like mm-hmm. I, why it, we can't own something like we can't own it. Te- I can't own a tequila brand. I can't own a spirit brand unless I'm, you know, a big NBA star or, or you know, celebrity or, or rap star or something. Mm-hmm. I'm a regular person, but I can't own it. And, you know, to me, I think about that sometimes it's like, why is that? Why do we, you know, have people who feel that way or think that way Mm -hmm. that you can't create something like that and on a scale that can become national and be a regular person? Yeah. You don't know me, you know, I'm not a celebrity, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I created this. I own it.
2: (laughs) So how do you combat some of those challenges? Like, how do you,
3: how do you work with those? You know, it's just talking to people and and getting, you know, them to understand that a regular everyday person can do something. You know, anybody, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. You know, Mm -hmm. we also have a business consulting company because we have so many people who let fear they let just fear of rejection, fear of, you know, just anything get in their way of actually executing an idea. So how I do that is, yes, I I start consulting people, you know, especially those who actually have an idea and who actually want to move forward. Because yes, this is something you can do, you can see the steps that I've taken, you know, that I've done to do this. And then it doesn't become so, oh, my God, really anymore, you know, you actually like, Okay, I understand, you know, Mm -hmm. so just talking to people, communicating with people and letting them know, you know, just steps, things that I've done and just giving them that information. And I think, you know, they start understanding a little bit better.
2: That's nice. I like that. You got anything? You want me to keep going? (laughs)
1: Um, No, I was. Well, I know that that August is uh, National Black Business Month. Yes. And um, I wanted to ask you if you. seeing given your your experiences as a black entrepreneur and you know just some of the conversations that you've had to have to try to like you know um i because i see it like you know the working working through the systems of whiteness and white supremacy that will have everybody out here thinking that it is unfathomable for a black woman (laughs) to own anything right Mm -hmm. so like what are some um, kind of dovetailing dovetailing off of Jay's last uh, question? What are like are you intentional about partnering with other Black business owners um, to you know you know do events or you know what are are, are there are there ways that you um, you know are working with other entrepreneurs to really try to beef up the ways in which we resist this oppression that's out here trying to get a trying to keep us all right. in these subordinate roles and carrying on
3: <laughs> absolutely uh absolutely you know i am always looking to work with people who are trying to move forward and do something you know unfortunately you know born and raised in detroit right mm-hmm. um and everybody is on a hustle but everybody is mm-hmm. not on a real hustle So Mm -hmm. it depends on what it is and it depends on if it's something that is going to be for growth and for us to move forward. Not some, I'm not trying to be your hustle person. Um, I do have a collaboration that we are in talks with, with another woman who is an owner of a spirits company, but I can't say who it is, but when it does come out, because she is a black woman as well. And when it does come out, that is going to be massive because it is two black women who own spirit companies that are collaborating on something. Um, So that's something that we're working on uh, now. But anybody else, absolutely. Like with our consulting company, we just got a contract with a a young man. He's a Caribbean. He's a Caribbean man in uh, Florida. And so we are going to consult him with his rum company. You know, um, so we are going to help him with the steps, you know, to go ahead. And then if he mm-hmm. wants us to, con- you know, continue, we will go ahead and do so. But if someone comes to me with a plan and say, hey, you know, yes, I want to do something. I have this in mind. I have this goal. And they are actually serious and they want to move forward. Absolutely. I'm okay. all for helping. I'm all for consulting. I'm all for speaking if I need to, you know, to anybody who wants the information. I'd so love important. to see
2: a black a black. Uh, I used to work for LVMH um, mm-hmm. for Hennessy, mm-hmm. and you know we had we had a Belvedere and we had Hennessy and Chandon. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see a black version where we have a black rum and a black owned tequila and a black owned vodka and gin and so forth. I think mm-hmm. that would just be beautiful. So I love I love hearing that, and I have to say your publicist is black. Aisha is yes, black. Yes, she is. She reached out. <laughs> And um, and we're going to be featuring until tequila on the cocktail series. Uh, yes, soon. so yes. that's going to be dope. I'm really excited to. So question for you, so how why tequila? How tequila? I, I I know you mentioned earlier your husband um said tequila, but what why that spirit of all spirits?
3: Well, and also before him and I even talked about that him and I were actually drinking tequila we were becoming you know tequila snobs as we call mm-hmm. it you know because as you get older you want to look more sophisticated when you drink it I'm not trying <laughs> to drink the the garbage pale juice or the jungle juice or whatever it is <laughs> anywhere, that we did in college you know I'm not, I'm not trying to do that you know I'm Body not trying to throw be throwing up though. everywhere you know <laughs> <laughs> drinking boons and, and, and hypnotic <laughs> mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. right so as we we were, when we got together, both him and I were, you know, into, you know, looking up premium drinks. So we were looking at different things. And then I did come across the fact that tequila is a cleaner spirit. tequila is made from the agave plant. So it's naturally Mm -hmm. gluten-free. It's very low in sugar and carbs. And for me, that's better being a pancreatic cancer survivor, because I'm always going to be pre-diabetic at this point. So I really need to watch my sugar and I need to watch what's going into my body. So I was not going to give up drinking. So I was like, (laughs) what is better for me to drink? So Found out, you know, tequila, not to say vodka or anything is bad. It's just like some are made from wheat, some are made from corn. So that makes it a little bit sweeter. Mm -hmm. Um, Rum, and I love rum, but it's made from sugar cane. So that's very sweet. Um, And, you know, I love my wine, but I can't really, you know, you get a headache all the time because of Mm -hmm. the sugar. So we got into researching tequilas and we were researching like the high end stuff And that's kind of what got us in there because by the time we decided to do the company, we had already gotten to like Don Julio and and Clase Azul. Mm -hmm. Um, We we were in New York and we um, went to Tolache. Mm-hmm. in new york um mm-hmm. right around the corner from Times square mm-hmm. and we were just trying all of these tequilas and even the the manager i think it was he came over he was like oh do y'all guys know because we were ordering like stuff that cost 50 100 dollars a shot mm-hmm. <laughs> shot mm-hmm. and he was like oh you guys must know what you're doing and we we're like no no <laughs> we were learning we were learning and you know, so we really liked some. So then after that, you know, we really started researching. So that's kinda how we got into tequila itself. But just researching more, being in the industry, found out, you know, even more of what it being as far as better for me, not adding as long as I'm not adding, you know, all the sugar like juice and stuff like that, mm-hmm. then me drinking and eat, I'm I'm pretty good.
2: Yeah, I think what well, tequila, you're you're into the into the tequila's too, right?
1: Sure
2: are you yeah kia (laughs) Kia will drink kia drinks delicious things if you make kia a delicious cocktail (laughs) she's gonna drink it but it's my go-to like tequila i find as i get older is the is the one spirit that really agrees and doesn't give me hangovers or make me feel Mm -hmm. nasty and um i'm an añejo girl i'm an excuse me a little girl so that's my that's my that's my jam so i can't wait to try you all (laughs)
3: Yeah, most people say a Reposado drinks like an Añejo. So, of course, okay. people are like, well, when is your Añejo coming out? And believe me, working on That was my next question. Now I went it <laughs> <good. laughs> because it's going to be special. So, um, and I did want it to be like everyone else's. And I wanted it to be aged over two years. So okay. it's something that's going to come out and it's going to be very special um, when it does come out. But that's why we came out with the coconut lime because... Mm. Most tequila companies come out with a Blanco, Repo, and Añejo. We wanted to come out with something different. So we came out with the world's only coconut lime first. And then we also had our Reposado. And, you know, then we introduced the Blanco last year. And we have another one that's coming out that's going to be a world's first. Um, Soon as, you know, some of this stuff, with COVID Mm -hmm. and everything, because... I'm just waiting on a label approval in Mexico because the government kind of shut down and everything. So they're behind. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it has to be approved first, but it will be another, I think it'll even be better than a coconut lime. And I love the coconut lime and that's our best seller right now. I'm, oh is it I'll, I'll tell you off the air okay okay i can't wait because
2: I, lo- I love i love to kill like i love to kill so yeah. i'm like i was very excited about this and you just answered my next two questions because i wanted yes. to ask you what made you all go with the coconut lime as opposed to your standard your blanco tequila and rep- i mean your blanco reposado and añejo but you, you yeah. answered that one.
3: Yes. Well, also, too, because we wanted to go, we were thinking about the margarita, which is what one of the top drinks in the US, if it's not mm-hmm. the first, it's top one, is one of the top three. And um, we wanted to create something that you know, you can pour it in a glass and it'd be your cocktail. Mm. And, you know, Some people add a splash of pineapple juice or whatever. But with our coconut lime, you can drink it by itself. All of our tequilas are sippers because with me being involved, I wanted to make sure women could drink it because we didn't want, you know, the scrunchy faces. We call it the (laughs) tequila like, "Eh." you know, and that's why people do the lemon and the salt is because it's usually so harsh. But with our tequilas, you don't need that. They are all sippable, but they all blend well in any drink that we've made made
2: it i love it i cannot stand when i open it and all you smell is ethanol yes you taste Uh -uh. it and it tastes like ethanol Mm -mm. no i don't my Mm -mm. body does not do that i don't
3: need no hair on my chest like um, (laughs) no not at all that's
2: why every time i open a hand sanitizer now it smells like a will, a will to kill and i'm like okay this ain't this is not what this is not for
3: you girl no no i believe me i'm i'm so snobby when it comes to that and my friends we go out to dinner and we went out to dinner and they're like we're gonna let her pick that's (laughs) that's yes. again <laughs> like yes. they're like she will tell you no i'm not drinking that i know i'm not drinking that okay i'm not drinking no do you okay. have this <laughs> you know have you tried a
2: uh, heredura before yeah i love heredura okay heredura is yep. a good one and costa yeah do heredura and costa amigos those are the two go-tos yes yeah so, we
3: actually just bought a new bottle of reposado heredura yesterday day before yesterday mm.
2: are you um, all now are you all in any liquor stores yet
3: we are in over 475 liquor stores in Michigan, and we're, we were in restaurants too, but you know, mm. with COVID and everything shutting mm. down, we were in those uh, locations as well, but we do have online as well too. One of our stores here uh, sends out um, delivery um, okay. online, so we are in other states as well. We do have um, placement in California too. Mm-hmm. And we did have in Florida, but because Florida closed down so so much, I sent all of that product here to Michigan. But mm-hmm. those people in Florida can order online as well. Okay. So our online ordering, they are available in thirty-two or thirty-six states, besides okay. Michigan. So
2: yeah, is New York one of them. you know New
3: York is special.
2: I know, you know, no, you know, New we York always got special. some kind of stupid ass red tape.
3: <laughs> New York is special. But, you know, one day I will have it in New York just because I actually lived in New York for a while. I lived mm-hmm. in Brooklyn um, when I was younger hey, b- for a couple years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, we will have it in represented in New York and New Jersey probably next year. I'm very excited about that. I cannot wait. Yeah. I have
2: one more question for you. And then if Kia has anything, she can round out for us. But I just wanted to know, since um, because of COVID, you've talked about that as well, and the pandemic, how has that kind of changed your marketing strategies and whatnot going forward?
3: With COVID, it has been solely social media Uh, Mm -hmm. marketing a lot Mm -hmm. of social media marketing because we can't go out to the stores anymore we can't go to the restaurants anymore we can't do tastings anymore so we can't do that one-on-one interaction so it has to be more of social media so we're doing you know uh, live sessions now um we've been on our local news several times this year Mm -hmm. um and we've had a lot of press this year so just keeping that momentum going but mostly it is basically social media and even though with COVID you would think that that would dull our sales, but actually we've had the highest sales since we've been on the market. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Probably because yeah, everybody's drinking. More. Niggas is drinking. That's <laughs> they are, I mean, we've had the best sales just because I'm like everybody must be drinking. Okay, <laughs> and um, <laughs> our online store like we actually ran out of the coconut line because mm. I mean, you know, I forecast for the year, right? I, did not, I didn't know about the pandemic. <laughs> mm-hmm. so we kind of ran out and I had to get that's what I had to bring in um, from Florida and I had to bring some um, product from California as well. but they ran out for like a week or so from online order and by the time we got the shipment here, it went within like not even 24 hours it, the coconut line was gone. And oh, that's, our that's online ordering, they had like a waiting list and everything. So it's a good problem to that's have. A problem. But, you know, it's just like, it's me, me as a type A, and, you know, you're messing with my my forecasting here, you're messing with my numbers, but it's good because it's more number, you know, it's, it's better. But, um, but I'm I'm excited about it just because with our online order we've people have tagged us all the way from Seattle to Florida and everywhere in between that they've gotten our, our tequila. so our tequila is out there
2: awesome I love that well sis before we close out did you have anything else you wanted to ask or add
1: yeah in the spirit of um black business month I wanted to know if you had any advice for any other entrepreneurs folks who might be looking to get into either the spirits industry or just generally speaking? Like, what advice would you give uh, another Black woman who's trying to fill your footsteps?
3: I always say, you know what? Get the information that you you need and get, you know, find out the information that you can. And if you can find a mentor, do so. But just execute. Because what stops us the most is we get in this information gathering mode and we get all this information, all this information, and then we don't do anything with it. It's like we get inundated with information and we get fearful because it seems so much, you know, and Mm -hmm. we never move forward because we're still gathering information. I did not know anything about the spirits industry, you know, coming into this. I have a business degree, but, and I've been in finance, but I knew nothing about spirits. I learned as I went. (laughs) So, you know, I gathered information, but I pulled the trigger. And so I just, I just, Tell anyone, and especially women, be fearless. Go ahead and get that information together. If you have a mentor, you can reach out to someone who can, you know, guide you in some way, do so. But go ahead and move forward. Do it. Just do it, as they say. Like you know, move forward. I love uh, that. Yeah, because hey. I, I I mean, I know just from I've had businesses in the past and I've I've had some other business partners and they've stopped themselves and i'm like you stopping yourself from being great because you you don't even know but it's the fear of rejection it's the fear of not being good enough it's the fear of too many of whatever you have on the market it's it's enough out here for all of us okay absolutely i think
2: that's super dope well nayana Thank you so much for coming on. Can you please tell everybody where to find you so they can sell you out some more and keep messing up your, right. your predictions? <laughs> no, keep messing up my numbers. <laughs>
3: like, keep messing up my numbers. I'm okay with it. I can just rearrange them. Yes. Um, we are available at com. That is where you can get the link to online ordering. And or if you're in Michigan, you can find a store with our store locator near you. Our social media is until tequila on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, And if you Google us, you'll see all our videos. You'll see all our press and everything, you know, and uh, just reach out and say, hey.
2: Yay. Well, thank you so much for coming on.
3: I can't Absolutely. wait to get my my Aunt Till in the
2: mail. I know it's on yes. the way. Aisha already yes. told me. Yes. So you guys look out for, uh, look for that. I'll be featuring that on the cocktail. Yeah, we're sending
3: out some olive oil.
2: Yes. Yeah, say <laughs> say yeah. olive oil. Oh, oh, olive oil. Yes. <laughs> She's sending me some reposado olive oil. <laughs> so it's going to be delicious. <laughs> but thank you for coming on, Neon. And we're going to make sure all of that information will be posted in the description box. Um, and we really appreciate you. We're going to keep in touch and, and keep looking for, you so for the Absolutely. Thank you so much growth. for
3: having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's great Absolutely. to meet you.
2: Thank you. You take you care. as well.
3: I will, I will talk to you guys again soon. Yes, you will. Will, will, will. Wild will. Will.
2: Basin Boozy Sparkling Water is a craft hard seltzer with unique, adventurous flavors. Wild Basin Boozy Sparkling Water is crafted and canned at Oscar Blues Brewery, a Colorado-based brewery known for their boundary-pushing flavor-packed beers. Wild Basin Boozy Sparkling Water is no exception, with unique flavors like Strawberry Coconut, Mango Blueberry, and Yum Berry. The latest berry mix pack is a fresh-picked collection of four berry flavors with a contemporary twist, including Blueberry Mango, Strawberry Coconut, Yum Berry, and Black Raspberry. And the original mix pack includes Cucumber Peach, my favorite, Melon Basil, Lemon Agave, Hibiscus, and Classic Lime. Each can of Wild Basin Boozy sparkling water is 100 calories, one gram of carbs, and 5% alcohol. All flavors are natural, vegan, and gluten-free. Let me tell you all about this this peach cucumber, though. Like this cucumber peach and the melon basil, I packed them in the freezer, put them in the cold bag, threw my mask on, and went to the beach. And it was the most pleasant experience it is the best outside beverage it is the best inside beverage you know what i'm saying if i don't want to walk around with a wine glass i don't feel like having a glass of wine i will just grab myself a quick wild basin boozy sparkling water and it is the absolute best thing to make me feel like i'm actually having a summer you can get wild basin delivered right to your door in under 60 minutes get five dollars off your first order at drizzly.com when you enter promo code grown at checkout courtesy of drizzly that's d-r-i-z-l-y dot com and promo code grown must be 21 or older new customers only void where prohibited
1: honestly truly
2: all right we're back to honesty box this week and sis would you like to give our listener a pseudonym
1: um let's call her oh i think it's a he oh now that i'm looking that's that's a good bit of information um okay let's call him dante
2: dante dante says my fiance and i have been together for over three years he's older than i but i am agreeably more mature than him in most ways lately since the pandemic i'm realizing that our levels of taking prevention seriously differ pretty greatly I tried mm-hmm. to make a sanitation station where we disinfect our belongings before washing our hands and continuing to use those products while in the home. We're both essential workers whom have not had a single day off since the initial outbreak. A blessing in that in, in, in sense that I've come to realize over time. He barely follows the suggestions I give him if he wants to use his phone bad enough or if he's on it and he makes me feel like I'm nagging and I'm just not trying to get sick. He's very into appearance and needed his hair braided over the state mandated quarantine we came across a video of his braider coughing her lungs out like adult whooping cough or some shit no joke i gave him a speech about how dumb it'd be to go over there while she's doing all that assuming she might have the rona um assuming she might have the rona might have been much but we can see if she's sick at least right He agreed, but fast forwarded to me dropping him off there this morning. I gave him a talk before about how she needed to have a mask and how he needed to keep his on as well. He always finds some excuse for his nose to be out or to have his whole face out of the mask. I go on IG to see him mugging in the camera with no mask on. So I call immediately and ask him, why is your mask off? And he's laughing at me talking about she has to she has to braid behind his ear. So it doesn't matter. Instead of me screaming and yelling and throwing my phone out of sheer frustration, I just hung up. This man is going to get my already pothead asthmatic ass sick. He's not listening to me and I won't waste my words. I'm now coming to the realization that he's too slow to care or realize his actions will kill us both in this cramped one bedroom apartment. I have literally no one I can stay with and my options are limited. That coupled with the realization that Black Lives Matter doesn't include queer black people like me on top of being battered with images of deaths of black people, especially black trans women, in the midst of all this are driving me insane all at once. I love him, but I love me too. And I'm not about to be like Idris Elba's wife out here. Literally any suggestions would be great. Thank you and love the show. And congrats on the new home, Kia, and new platforms. Woo. Thank you, Dante. Thank you, Dante. Dante. Before we say anything about this uh <laughs> about this honesty box, baby you got to use you got to use some punctuation. I had to start reading with my finger. I just want to let you know that that's 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 love right there, okay all right, sis, do you have any advice for dante
1: um this is a very very difficult situation that Dante is in um mm-hmm and i don't uh i don't know i feel like i i I hear the i hear your dilemma right because this is somebody that you care about but you know um it's not clearly it's not prioritizing his health and safety and therefore your health and safety so i'm not really sure um because I don't know what your options are, but I feel like I would be making provision to Mm -hmm. stay somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I I say that, like, I don't know what the circumstances are, whose apartment it is, you know, paperwork, who's, you know, what, Mm -hmm. who has rights to what. So it's hard to just kind of say, but um, I hear you say that you don't have anywhere else to go. I, I don't know what his situation is, but I feel like something needs to be, done right because the conversations are not going anywhere so like I guess um for me I would be looking to do something whether that would be um you know removing myself or putting things in place so that one of us could be removed from the situation um and maybe this just that's just me at the age that I'm that I am I'm not Mm -hmm. really willing to kind of I mean I'm, I'm just talking at situations I'm banging my head up against the wall. Like that's something I'm just like not interested in doing. And I understand that part of that comes with being in a relationship. But at what point do you kind of say like, you know, we haven't, what we're seeing is not really materializing into any sort of change. So maybe that means that I need to move differently. Um, mm-hmm. and Um And I'm not saying that has to be long-term. It could be temporary. I don't know if it is. Yeah, and I feel really bad because, like I said, I don't feel like I have enough information to kind of give you any, like, specific advice or even say what I would do in a situation because there's that much unknown. But I think I've gotten... I think, for me, it would be like, you know, I'm tired of talking, so now it's time to do something. It would just be a matter of figuring out what needs to be done.
2: Yeah, um, it sounds like you... You've reached your 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 tipping point at this at this juncture, um, and it looks like it by the way you typed this too. And so <laughs> it looks like you typed this out of sheer anger, and it's and it's fully understandable. But like Kia said, there comes to a certain point where you have to stop talking. You have to start doing. And if that means you set up a separate sleeping station for you within the crib right now, if you don't have anywhere else to go. Maybe you do that since he's not taking it seriously. Be like, you're not going to take this seriously, but I am. You, you carry around some disinfectant. You disinfect everything that this nigga touches before you mm-hmm. touch it. You put get you an air mattress, set it up in the living room, and do the best that you can to try to distance yourself from somebody who's not taking it seriously. And maybe this is a time for you all to look at your, your fundamental... Um, Uh, beliefs and more you know all these different things foundations with you know as people sometimes people you know it could be it may seem like something small or petty but there are fundamental things sometimes that people have differences on and this don't sound like something that he's willing to budge on and you're willing to budge on and you're not asking for the world you're asking for somebody to keep you safe and to stay safe themselves and if that's something that somebody can't take seriously it might be time to just kind of reevaluate some things but in the meantime, maybe setting up yourself an air mattress and sheets and a little separate station within the house to, to, to make your claim be known like I'm taking this shit seriously and I don't have time for this with you. So mm-hmm. that's that's the best I got. Like he said, we don't know if you have family members. I don't know if you can go rent a room somewhere. We don't know whose names on the lease, how much longer you all got. We don't know all those all those details. But hopefully hopefully that helps. I hope that helps. Yeah, Please keep us updated, Dante. Let us know how you're doing and, you know, yes, and be safe. Wash your hands. Get as much <laughs> as much disinfectant as you can and wipe down those frequently used surfaces that this nigga cuz I know he's running around that apartment. He just sounds like a nigga who digs in his nose and touches things.
1: <laughs> Ugh. Oh <my> <laughs>
2: And then, depending on po- what happens, go get you some Reed Break Up With Him merch. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> continue, continue to send your honesty box questions to Podcast at gmail.com. And we shall move along to our Black woman self-care.
1: I deserve, oh, oh. All right, my black woman self-care is kind of brief. And, you know, for some people, it may not be a big, huge idea, a big, a big, huge deal, I guess I should say. Um, But it is something that is important to me. So we have been working remotely, working from home. Those of us who have that, um, I guess, privilege, working remotely um, Mm -hmm. for months now. Right. So I, I think I've been home full time since March 10th. And I'm grateful to have a little home office that I've set up for myself. And needless to say, that's where I spend most of my time every day, here in the office working. And one of the things that I decided to do since I spent a lot of time in this part of the house is to kind of put things over here that make me feel safe and comfortable and at home in my home. And one of those things, and it may sound a little crazy, is a television. So I had purchased a very small television to put into my home office. And no, no no hardcore television watching goes on in here while I'm working. But I am the type of person who has always worked with, felt like I work better with a good bit of background noise. Um, And I already can tell a difference. I, I found a TV on sale down to the Target got it over the weekend and just set it up with my little Netflix and Hulu and Amazon prime and all that other stuff. I also have a fire stick that I'm going to try to figure out how to work that thing as well. But yeah, (laughs) my black woman self care is that I, you know, I'm a TV person and TV makes me happy. It makes me feel at home. It is something that I can do to alleviate my stress. And instead of me, um, you know, having to leave the room, um, when I need a little break or when I need some just a little bit of to break up the monotony of my day, I now can watch my cute little home office TV. I
2: love it. That is a black woman self care. I know TV makes that's <laughs> your happy place, so you deserve. TV business. makes me happy, and I'm glad you're not Absolutely. doing all that traveling. I know you're happy to sit down somewhere,
1: and I'm very happy to sit down somewhere.
2: Um, well I told you all I've been really focusing on my on uh on my routines, trying to get my routines in in place to set my tones for my day. We talked about that last week and then mm-hmm. what I do in the evening. So I'm still, you know, making sure that I try to implement that. But I started so I actually have a really bad habit of falling asleep to the TV. Um, I always have always have. I'm and I'm one of those people that must have a TV in my bedroom, especially as a mother. The living room no longer belongs to you. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I'm not putting one in my child's room. So I keep one in here. But what I started doing is when I find myself getting tired, you know, I do some reading, you know, and then I do like to watch something. I want to watch something before I go to bed. Like, that's my time. But I say, I don't want to fall asleep to it. So I watch something and I find myself trying to turn the TV off. And I told you I've been using my Calm app. Um, I've been Mm -hmm. using my Calm app for my guided meditations, for the kids' meditations. But I'm also using it, and I put that thunderstorm on. And so, because I find when I turn the TV off, I wake up a little bit. So I put that thunderstorm Mm -hmm. on, and that's what I've been using to put myself all the way to sleep and set the timer on it. And it has been the most wonderful thing in the world, when I tell you. I woke up, I did one of those, you know when you have those, Like, 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. wake-ups. But you're not supposed to get up for, like, another two hours. I had one of those this morning. And I put that Calm app on, put that Thunderstorm one again. Nigga, back to sleep in 12 (laughs) minutes. So that's it. Just something small. Just trying to find ways to, like, maintain little bits of peace and, like, some sort of tranquility because of, you know, everything's on fire. So... I'm, I'm, really, sure. I'm really trying to find even the smallest methods and I find that that really helps with the relaxation part of it so that's my black woman self care this week
1: I love that oh, I also <sighs> am very happy to share that I celebrated my 100th orange theory fitness class over the weekend
2: yes I'm an athlete come on consistency you are I can't tell myself, no you are Olympics yes. watch out I'm, I'm
1: old and I have a very great big age because I be pulling muscles and all that other stuff but listen I show up to class and do what I got to do and then I get in my car and come home so I am proud of that though and I can definitely uh I mean I you know the COVID and everything kind of set me back um so I'm still kind of trying to work my way back up to you know having the same kind of endurance and strength and speed that I used to have but any way you slice it, I have gone to 100 classes, and that is a milestone, so I'm trying to... Yo,
2: that is... I'm proud of you. You have been super consistent, y'all. So, if you don't follow the Getting Grown Podcast Instagram, make sure you do, because I will have a picture posted this week of Kia on a Wheaties box with a medal. No. Oh, I will. I don't think you should. Oh, it's happening. (laughs) It's (laughs) happening. It's happening. Totally
1: unnecessary, but I tell. that's what I tell myself when I'm like literally i have i be all breathless and half dead but when i in class i be like i'm an athlete bitch <laughs> <laughs> but yes i'm uh, proud so, yes, of you uh, shout out to all the other girls who absolutely loathe and despise working out but we find ways to make ourselves do it do it because health is wealth amen i'm proud
2: of you come on do it for the health not to be skinny <laughs> for the hell
1: not to be skinny because i feel like that i know that shit has sailed. i don't know that i'll ever be skinny child i
2: i gave up uh, i gave that dream up many <laughs> moons ago i used to be running be like size four size four i don't even want that no yeah, more a no. it's never gonna happen and b i don't even want that no more i don't even know why i wanted that and i ain't never been a size four maybe when i was my four.
1: brother my brother used to tell me when i was younger and trying to be one of them single digit sizes he would be like, "Takiya, we are big people. Stop being so small. We are big people. We are not little people. I don't know why you want to be a little person. We not little. We big. We big people. We take up space. That's what we supposed to do. I know He's that's like, right,
2: okay. Brian. Teach a lessons. i like,
1: I don't know why you're trying to be like these little girls. Don't nobody want them little girls. They little. What we want that for? I was like, okay. Brian. That's we are like- big people that's like Listen, Tristan when he right. sees very
2: waif people running he sees super wave people running I know this is terrible and we I'm not trying to shame nobody but he'd be, <laughs> he be looking at her he'd be like why is she running I hope she's running a lunch
1: is she running to, is she <laughs> running <to laughs> that's so lunch? terrible it is
2: <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like girl no more cardio girl he's like do
1: some weights like, so I feel like I see things differently now because me and Keisha were watching x-men one uh over the weekend not this last weekend but the weekend before last i went over there to see molly and we was watching uh x-men and we was looking at like some of the old like the original x-men or early x-men videos and i was like storm and rogue and all of them i'm like they so little like they don't look like they can beat up anything they no. was mad small was, and like, then they, they, they start making no them muscles. all muscular later yeah, but I, I mean, like you know, like by the time we got to Black Panther, like Okoye and Dora Milaje, they look like athletes. They look yes. like they they could run some things. Yes, nigga. But looking yes. at them, um, you know, early two thousand X Men, I'm like, them girls can't fight.
2: <laughs> Get the only here. one, the only one who they gave some bi- who they uh who was it? Zena. Zena was the right, only Zina. one.
1: Zena. Zena was and that- like Tomb Raider, like Lara Croft had a little had a little. She had something. a little something on her, but she wasn't giving like strength
2: nah, to me. Nah, she wasn't giving. She wasn't but, giving Dora Malaje strength.
1: But I tell you, like you know, I take joy in my like. I'm, I take a lot of pride sometimes when I look at myself in Orange Theory when we're on the floor and I'm watching myself to check my form, and I be like, "You out here looking like you look, girl, out here looking like you can bust somebody in the chest."
3: Like, That's that, it. That nigga, makes yes. me feel good.
1: But. Uh, <laughs> Like so I don't I know that, you know, I know that just running on the treadmill all my life would I was at a certain weight, but I felt like, you know, I wasn't given strength. But now mm-hmm. I very much appreciate and value the fact that I look stronger. Mm. Even though I don't feel stronger all the time, but I do look stronger. So I can appreciate that. Work it back and run it, run it, run it, run it, make it stronger.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can sing that cuz that's pre, you know. But let's move on to the yes. Petty Peeves. Let's get our Petty Peeves out. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody knows I can be real Petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Let's put our Petty on parade. So I told Kia I finally took my bike out. Um, the, the Ozban bought me a bike for our anniversary. And I really wanted one that fit my body. And like I picked, it wasn't, you know, one that I won or, or or somebody gave. So I finally got one that I picked, loved it, the, the weight. I wanted to make sure I got something light, blah, blah, blah. I finally took it out, got the seat on, got the big booty seat with the cushions to make nice. sure that my... That's my, why I'm
1: afraid of bites. I oh, really no. Oh,
2: sis, I'll show you my seat. I pulled that, when I bought that seat and it was not on yet, and Dustin FaceTimed me one day, I put the seat up to my face so he could see how big it was. <laughs> He was down, but I got me a nice big booty cushion, brown leather seat. Um, so I finally got everything together right. Got the seat put on at the bike shop, like everything's to my level, felt good. So I was like, I'm going to take it out today. I'm going to get my little Mr. Tumnus legs going, and I'm going to I'm going to work this out. I'm I'm going to try to, you know, try not to look like a baby fawn out here on this bike. So, took it out, took Noah bike riding, and it was great. We rode to a yeah, cafe. Helped. I do. I have a beautiful helmet. She's terracotta in color. (laughs) She's a matte terracotta helmet. Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) That is so like, I'm a black woman in my (laughs) thirties. My helmet is terracotta. It is. It's
2: a matte terracotta helmet. Thank you so much. (laughs) But, so we ride to the cafe. We have a beautiful ride. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling good. I don't feel like, you know, I didn't feel like I was about to get hit by any cars. I even rode alongside them niggas. Like, everything was great. On the way back, things got a little bit more hectic. I realized it was rush hour, but it got a little mm. bit more hectic. And I'm riding. And Noah, so the way that we did, I had to she has to ride the sidewalk. I ride the street, you know, because we're not supposed to ride the street. I mean, ride the sidewalk. And then I have to go ahead of her, check the intersections so that she can cross in the crosswalks like she knows to look out for pedestrians your girl be moving through the city but i'm riding in the street and i'm the one of the biggest reasons i'm nervous i've been nervous about riding my bike is because i am a driver And, Mm -hmm. and and our drivers are assholes Okay, I see what they do to bikers. You all pull all into the bike lanes when you want to double park and do all kinds of madness that actually causes a lot of harm and danger to bikers. So I've always tried to, or bicyclists, whatever you want to call it. So I, I've always tried to be mindful of bicycle, you know, because I ride my bike and I'm a driver. But it's not even the drivers this time that that gave me, that gave me pause. It was a bitch on a hoverboard, that motorized oh skateboard shit, Are the they two still feet. Legal? I did not think so. But let me tell you, this bitch is riding. I'm on I'm going with traffic. I'm right, I'm following all the rules. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. This bitch is riding on my side, towards me, on this hoverboard, in traffic, looking down on her phone. Oh. Almost causes oh. a whole collision. So, if you're going to be riding one of these ignorant, stupid contraptions, if you're riding a bike, nigga, if you're walking, please be mindful of other people and how your dumbass actions impact them. A, don't be riding on the wrong side of the street, riding against traffic. You about to run all into people head on. We about to literally run into each other like two lambs, rams, two rams, and- (laughs) don't do that but stop being on your phones with your heads down walking writing doing whatever you're doing it literally can cause people's lives like i had to do a swerve around her then i almost ran into a car like it was a whole to do she almost caused all that because this bitch had to get this tweet off mm, please mm, mm. please pay attention to what's going on around you y'all so damn irritating what's your petty beefs is
1: Um. So this is like I. There's a little strip mall across the street from my complex, Mm -hmm. and um, there's like a little dollar store situation over there. Uh And I went over there to just. I had not been over there, you know. Um. So I was like, let me just go over here and see. And I didn't want to, like, you know, get my car out and drive. I probably could have, but I was like, it's literally across the street. I'm gonna just walk across the street. And I get over there and I realize that by the dollar store it's a barbershop, and I'm like, man, this is a mistake <laughs> because cause I realize that I have to walk in front of this barbershop in order to get to the mm. dollar store, and sure enough, like you know, all of that happens around like uh, the the guys in the barbershop, you card. know, all of that. So mm-hmm. I'm I have my uh, air. AirPods in. So I'm just like, I'm just, you know, on the phone. And I was actually on the phone um, while I was walking over there. By the time I uh, was walking back, I had gotten off, but you know, either way I was on the phone. And so, um, a couple of guys come outside of the barbershop, follow me into the dollar store. One One approaches and it was like, you know, can I just and I literally point to my to my phone, my AirPods, and I'm just like, I'm on the phone. And he's like, okay, I'm sorry. And he, you know, backs off, which is greatly appreciated. Um but Especially as since I you I followed hand- me in the goddamn store. sorry. Right. As I handle all my business in the in the store and go to leave out, um, you know, I'm walking, you know, back home. And this time I'm off the phone, but I have my music on, but I can hear. But, mm-hmm. you know. So one of the guys, I think one of the actual barbers was trying to like get my attention, but there was someone in his chair. So Mm -hmm. from what, and this is all me just from what I surmised because I didn't see this. Right. But Mm -hmm. I'm just guessing because I'm literally walking and I probably have walked at this point, maybe 30 to 40 paces away from the the entrance to the barbershop. So Mm -hmm. I'm a good piece away. And um, like I said, I had my music on, but um, after that, you know, I'm literally about to cross the street to go back home and I hear paces behind me, like somebody is running and I'm just like, there's no way in the world. Like, so I literally, I didn't turn around, but I kind of like, you know, I, I I wasn't running, but I kind of picked up my pace. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and, and sure enough, maybe like, two or three seconds after I like decide to walk a little faster, this guy grabs my arm.
3: Not like a tap,
1: not like a, excuse me. Like he literally grabs me by my arm, like just above my elbow. And it's like miss. And I'm like, okay. So
2: (laughs) first of all,
1: you, I was like, why are you touching me? And he was like, the, that guy back there is trying to get your attention. And I'm just like, so that, no, like I'm still trying to figure out how that, that means that it's okay for you to run me down in the street and put your hands on me. Right. And he's standing there, like, and he put his hands up, like, I didn't mean no harm. And the guy, the barber guy, came out the door, and he was like, you're not going to come back? What? Like, it was (laughs) like this out-of-body experience. (laughs) And I just kept walking. Like, I just kept walking. I'm just like... And, I mean, as I'm crossing the street, I can still hear them. And I'm just like, this get so old like and i'm just trying i don't know who is like i don't know what what would possess what would what would make this group of guys think it's okay but i'm like in what world do you approach a woman in this way and get anywhere Nigga, but don't i mean put i recognize that it, on my body Right. I recognize that this this, like there are some individuals somewhere that respond to this, but it really was like a situation. Right. Because I'm like, this man grabbed me like literally, I mean, didn't just touch me, but like held my arm and was like, where are you going? And I'm just like, who are you and why are you talking to me? And I made such a a scene as there was these older black men that were coming outside of the liquor store on the corner. And I was just like, get your hands off me. And I said it in such a way, like they stopped and was just like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm just trying to figure out why this man has put his hands on me. And that's when he put his hands up and was like, you know, I didn't mean any harm. I was just trying to get her attention. And I was like, that's not the way you do it. Right. But
2: no, I don't like that.
1: I'm just saying that, you know, the fact that these things are happening and happening today in, you know, the world that we live in. And I just I'm still baffled. Right. And this is not I mean, I don't know. I'm just I, I really am struggling to understand how this happens. And I mean, I'm just walking across the street to the store. Um, and never in a million years did I think that someone was going to put his hands on me.
2: Like that's just not the way, niggas. Like you just don't put you that's not how you get a woman's attention. If she does if she is not putting forth any effort in talking to you, then move on. It is never if that if I deep, don't respond to is. you
1: verbally, that don't mean that you just run up on me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and like, you know, you don't get to demand that I speak to you. No. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that this is cuz I'm I don't think it's it's right. You know, I'm not saying to be I'm I'm saying I wouldn't have never been intentionally rude you know what I'm saying the fact Mm -hmm. of the matter is I was on the phone so and I just I just believe if you really want to say something to someone you don't just hey at them you know (laughs) like you don't just do that nah you're not gonna come back no this no that's what I'm saying so like um so all that to say I'm not going to be rude to you but I just I don't know just where there's just no decency and i don't know what you expect like what what the expectation is when someone runs up on you and puts their hands on you in such a way and i don't know but that's that's what that's what we're dealing with out here
2: let let a nigga Um, run up on you and put his hands on you and see what you do how you react to get your attention like don't do that don't do that Mm -hmm. and i understand there's a lot you know i understand that there you know there are there are men out there who want to holler at women a quote unquote old fashioned way. They want to meet somebody all serendipitously in the store or whatever. Y'all want to have <laughs> these beautiful ass rom com moments and shit. You want a brown sugar moment, like whatever. That's cute. Don't follow no woman in the store and don't chase no woman down the street and don't put no hands on no woman. Like that's just don't do that to nobody. You don't do that to anybody. Oh, that's so aggravating. And if I may add to you. Mm -hmm. stop trying to talk to people without a fucking mask on your face i had a nigga in the bodega the other day just oh pretty lady look at you pretty lady Mm -hmm. i'm like you just really gonna keep running your fucking jibs right here in front of my face with no mask on huh he's like oh so this nigga reaches out and pulls out a mask i said so you had one the whole time (laughs) you had one the whole time I'm about another to start wearing, wearing this living. Kerry Washington mask I bought and and I'm about to start wearing this in public for real because oh I don't gosh. know maybe it'll keep them from from acting like animals even with mask on. You but don't I know just, what I look like. that's another thing like
1: I'm all that's what I said like I'm all masked up. Like I could take this mask off and my whole grill be missing.
2: I'm telling you what if At, I take this shit off and look like Wanda.
1: You're going to be real upset. you <laughs> come up short. And you don't you don't chase me down the street. What you gonna do now?
2: <laughs> right. You gonna diss me because my because I look like this?
1: <laughs> I just, it's just wow. But yeah, Um oh, so. I irritated. just that was a new one. I mean, I have I have definitely guys have definitely, you know, I've had more than my fair share of cat calls and those kinds of things. But never once has any man actually ran down the street and grabbed me. Oh, I had one. Do it. Not the one time right at the mall oh it's so much grab, I've ran been, up you know in me. the club well like you know how guys touch you in the club they got a, They that, that excuse like you know they have to put their hands on you otherwise you can't hear them <sighs>
2: or they grab you have you <laughs> ever had your ass grabbed in the club absolutely oh, oh excuse me my bad i'm like ain't no way in the world i was your bad get away from me Mm-mm. no i had a nigga grab he grabbed like i mean grabbed it with like the gum sh- like just grabbed it and then oh, I, I turned that that around was
1: down south that was like a thing like you it know. must
2: must have been because this nigga grabbed my whole at like i mean grabbed it and i turned around and this nigga looked at me in my face like it was me
1: what you ain't like that
2: i said okay when i tell you i squeezed his dick with <laughs> the with the force child with the force I the motherfucking loose guy I, I would never do this now because i was young and dumb you don't know you don't know what these niggas are capable of a few years back a girl turned a nigga down on the eastern parkway and he shot her like exactly. you have to be careful but at this point i was about 20 21 years old i'm in school and this nigga grabbed my ass and i, I saw red I literally could not do anything. I didn't scream. What did he, do? he started to buckle. When I tell you, this nigga started to buckle because I was grabbing his dick. Imagine taking a hot dog and literally squeezing oh the God. bread in half with your fingers oh and goodness. the hot dog. Like when I, t- I was trying to hurt this man, I, w- I wanted to. Like that was my goal. I was like, you'll never grab another ass in the motherfucking club again, nigga. Never again. And I let go and I went on about my business. Me and my homegirls left. Him and his homeboys stood there trying to console their broken dick <laughs> homeboy. Oh, and like, and that was that. I would literally never do that now. But that was another episode of Getting Grown. Uh, yes, be safe out there. Be
1: safe. Wash your hands and uh, don't grab no asses. Just tell them what else to do. Yeah, man. Make sure that you're moisturizing your skin. Because as you keep your hands to yourself, that's going to be very important. <laughs> uh, and moisture and uh, moisturize your insides by drinking a whole lot of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also mind the business that pays you because ain't nobody else going to pay you. Okay? Mm. Okay. Um, so yeah, do that. All those things are very important and essential to ensuring that your black doesn't crack. Because uh, it will do that if it's dry. so your dick. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Ben & Jerry's three new non-dairy frozen desserts are a new twist on vegan euphoria. The Ben & Jerry's Flavor Gurus have taken a big leap this time. Their three new non-dairy flavors are made with sunflower butter, and they're the perfect sweet treat for vegans, vegetarians, and everyone in between. Check out the Ben & Jerry's sunflower butter lineup and the whole non-dairy family at benjerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y dot com.